Hello and welcome to the Shark Jumping Podcast. This is a podcast by three guys who secretly resent each other, hate each other's guts, and are stuck together because they can't come up with the motivation to do their own individual podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your resentful host, Chris. <laughs> I'm Rich, I guess. <laughs> I'm James. You're shut not... up, James. Shut up, James. All right, fine. I'm Ben. We don't actually hate each other. I. I don't know why I thought that would be a funny gag. I think it just it's, came off the it's, it's, it's too on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't hate each other. We just completely and utterly despise one another. We just all know we can do better. Yeah, <laughs> but none of us have the motivation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving away from a short jumping hate cast, uh, this is the first... We, we've had a bit of a hiatus for a while, actually, in recording these, because, uh, Rich, you've been away on holiday. I went to Cornwall, like a lad's holiday, you know, as you do. That's interesting, because you went on a lad's holiday, and yet Ben and I weren't there. <laughs> because you are little baby boys. Don't you, like, Chris, don't you just resent Rich? Just, don't you, don't some, you just, sometimes I do. Just, just, do you just wake up and just be look in the mirror? Actually, no, wait, hold on. I look, no. at, I look at my photo that I have of Rich on my wall. And then you, Why is it and sticky? You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take, I take my, my picture of Rich that's by my bedside table and I yeah, just yeah. kind of scowl and then turn it face down on the, dr- on the dresser. <laughs> a fun story about um, bedside table photographs. <laughs> so, uh, a friend of mine um, from university, her grandma actually has a photo of me on her bedside table. What? I mean, it's me with, like, her granddaughter, who's a friend of mine, but I just happened to also be in that photo, but I was the only other person in that photo. <laughs> so, it's, uh... So, is that picture sticky? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what are we talking about today? Uh, first of all, we're start- starting off with a series of unfortunate events. It's the new series. Well, it's not that new anymore, but it's it's on Netflix. Is it Netflix exclusive? Yes. Cool. Yeah, this one we've had in the pipeline for a while, but got put off, so... Um, yeah. We're finally getting around to it now. Hooray! Let's see if we can still remember it. And then uh, we're talking about Ed Sheeran and like mainly the uh, number of singles he's managed to, to stick into the charts. He's dominant at the moment. Yeah. It's uh, very confusing to me for reasons that I'll go into when we get there. Yay. And then we're going to talk. So I think I mentioned recently on an earlier podcast I purchased the Humble Freedom Bundle, which came with a huge number of games. So I've been playing an awful lot of Stardew Valley and The Witness. So we're going to talk about those two games. Um, for a little bit following on from uh, I think we talked a bit about Stardew Valley last episode I think we touched upon it yeah but now I've actually played 50 hours of <laughs> oh wow Rich has been tough with you guys see, yeah, see Rich what happens when you disappear even for a few days see what happens to Chris he's a mess I'm just like in we like... should get an apartment together <laughs> Ron you're our leader look what you're doing to the group champ's been a mess Rick can't sleep at night <laughs> I've just like been sobbing whilst milking my cows and tending to my crops. Man, he got he got a damn Fitbit or whatever you call it. <laughs> oh god, he has. Oh yeah, I, got, I bought a Fitbit. Uh, it came yesterday, so that that's kind of fun. Um, well, we can talk about Fitbits another time. Yeah, guys, shall we get into it and move away from shark jumping resentment cast and into shark jumping Neil Patrick Harris cast? Please, I think I need a drink. All right, all right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
First pint. So, a series of unfortunate events. Look away, look away, look away, look away. Is now on Netflix. Uh, guys, have you seen it? I have seen half of it. I have seen the first credit of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, no, okay, I'll be completely honest with you. I got back today. And I thought we were supposed to meet here at eight. And then when I discovered we were meeting at nine, I was like, yes. So I loaded it up and I was going to watch half of an episode. And then Chris texted me and he was like, oh, you can come over now. So I was like, all right then. <laughs> well, you've ruined that research, Chris. Well, it's fine. I didn't listen to the Ed Sheeran album. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Uh, Just no one knows Rich, anything. As, as the resident expert on the TV series, why don't you set the scene as to the premise of the show? Resident expert then. as in I have watched it. Yes. <laughs> so yes, three, uh, three children all over... Uh, from a rich family, very well educated. Uh, the there's an, there's an eldest daughter who's about sixteen, is she? Fifteen, Fif I think. Fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Yeah, and she's a she's a very good at uh, creating stuff. She's a she's very. She's like an inventor. An inventor, yeah. Cool. There's the uh, the younger brother who's like uh, who's like twelve, thirteen, I guess. Who's like super smart, a bookworm, etc. Cool. And there's a little baby who is who can who bites. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's right. Heard about yeah. this. He's just kind of like a, yeah. He's got like is it either super sharp teeth or yeah, something? She, yeah, it's so, it, something like yeah, that. Yeah, she has teeth of steel. Teeth. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's basically Baby Jaws from James Bond. Yeah, effectively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they are uh, their their parents die and they have. Uh, they go into the care of uh, Count Olaf, who is a distant relative. Mm -hmm. Played uh, in the TV series by Neil Patrick Harris. That's that he is. Yeah. And they realise he's not a very nice person. He's only after them for their fortune. So the, the show is about them trying to get away from him and him trying to catch up with them and take their fortune. Cool. Yeah, so the originally there was the series of books, which and I, I remember growing up like... My, myself and my brother i had harry potter and he had a series of unfortunate events were they kind of like on a level back then i they're, or... they're very very different I, I in terms of popularity no oh, okay. um the series of unfortunate events never hit the heights of harry potter but mm. it was like a popular children's well like older children's like preteen kind of series of books because they were very dark mm. like it's a lot of like death and sort of throughout mirrors the tone that you see in the TV series and presumably the film, which I think you guys have both seen, but I haven't. We have. Yeah, a while ago. the one with Jim Carrey playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun count. fact, if you'd asked me back in 2008 who you'd get if you couldn't afford Jim Carrey for your film, I'd say get Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put this out there right now? Yep. I think I, uh, I, the, the series is infinitely better than the film, but I think Jim Carrey's a better Count Olaf than Neil Patrick Harris. I can't weigh in on this because I've not seen the film. Well, mm. neither of you can. You haven't seen the film and you haven't seen the series. <laughs> yeah. This is this is, uh, this is fantastic. This is going yeah. uncontested. I like to be honest. I wasn't terribly impressed with the film when I saw it. It was it was granted it was a few years back now, um, but I I kind of came away from it just thinking oh that was okay. I think it was too rushed. They didn't really get a feel for any of the characters. Yeah, I mean, the, the film bombed, didn't it? Like it was going to be a big series, yeah. and mm. I think they tried to adapt like the first three books into it. I think it was the first three, yeah. Yeah. Whereas the TV series has doing been doing two parters of each book, 
think yeah, it's, the it's yeah, concept. that's that is how it how it carries on. Yeah, it's two yeah. two two episodes per book. And it's very well paced, I feel. Well, better paced mm. than the film, at least. I, I agree with the pacing. I've been really enjoying it, uh, what I've seen so far. So I've through the first four episodes. Mm. And yeah, you, you kind of bounce along. It's not too over the top in your face with events. And neither of us, it's sort of like having plodding moments where you're meant to be looking at your phone, like the new Marvel Netflix series, where there's just like, you'll have five minute stretches where there'll be a conversation that you don't need to listen to that's been put in there because like people like to have a look at their phones and people uh, and now show runners deliberately put time in for you to do that. Uh, sign of a good show that is. <laughs> Wait, it's a part in the show where you don't watch the bloody show. <laughs> Or, or filler, no killer. <laughs> oh. so, ladies and gentlemen, your Sum 41 reference for the evening. <laughs> I think we're trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> we're always trying too hard. Um, yeah, but so I, I remember uh, my brother had the books. And I remember reading the first two books. And I got onto the third one. And it's the first time I've ever put down a series of books once I'd got that far in. I just stopped enjoying it. The books kept repeating sort of the really dour down message and there were occasional hints at a bigger tapestry and backstory but it was very very well suppressed at the early stage of the book so they were very self-contained in that sense i had a similar is... problem with the series actually the first episode with, uh, they had uh, pa- patrick warburton who yes. by the way i love patrick warburton is an excellent mm. actor he improves everything he's like he's like the white rock what's he done he's been in a he he plays joe in family Family guy Guy. yeah he's uh he he was in a sitcom oh it's oh oh man i I know this one i'll come i'll get back to it yeah he also played a character a gronk in the emperor's new groove which is a great film that is a deep callback yeah that's brilliant brilliant. i've got one other patrick warburton starring uh, thing which is uh the video games tales from the borderlands the telltale series oh is he he plays the bad boss man uh, in that is very very funny performance (laughs) Uh, yeah no patrick warburton's excellent he he plays the author of the books lemony snicket yes um Mm -hmm. narrating the whole thing yeah and it's it's yeah as the narrator he kept saying look away this is this is all going to be awful what happens is terrible and I, I started to believe it after a while. I thought, <laughs> you know what? If you really don't want me to watch it, maybe I won't. I've got better things to do. I have, I have a life. Screw <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, you don't, you don't actually have a life. First blood. Well, no. That's why I'm watching a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> your, your life is a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Headshot. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. True. It's so true. <laughs> Slaughtered. <laughs> sorry, which we don't mean to be yeah, slaying it's, you. It's okay. Yeah, we Honestly. just resent you immensely. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I resent me too. <laughs> we should have a more positive <laughs> message within the pod. We can save the hatred for the intro. Look, yeah, take these thirty Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so th- that was part of the reason why I put down the books because of that kind of setup and it said telling you like, yeah, look away all the time. I found the TV series what I've seen it so far to be more compelling. Particularly, you get the hints of like there being a wider conspiracy at play, and that's much more to the fore than it ever was in the books. At least to my memory of reading them as like a, a ten, eleven year old. Yeah, and that definitely comes to life at the end of the series. Yeah, it's, yeah, you, you find out what exactly what's going on. There's it set it sets up this next season very nicely. Oh, excellent! 
Cool. I guess we can't talk about it without talking about Neil Patrick Harris's involvement and starring role within it, because in in many ways this is his vehicle. Well, yeah, he's a, he's 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 even he's even sung the theme tune. Yeah. He started <laughs> it, wrote the theme he, tune. He's song. gone the full Dennis Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I kind, of, I that's kind of in the episode I actually, title. Did, <laughs> I actually didn't know that, that he sang on the theme tune. Yeah, he's right the theme tune. He's not directing it, is he? No, I don't believe so. And the screenplays are actually done by Daniel Handler, who wrote the books and the film as well. So this really is his like pet project. Oh, nice. In, in many ways. But uh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, as the central role as Count Olaf, is the, the big bad, um, who comically comes up many times in different guises yeah and he uh, he really pulls off the role with serious panache in terms of playing someone who's like often wearing bad disguises that are meant <laughs> to be bad um <laughs> and and elements like that but also just I, I, there's a clear like addition of song and dance numbers which i don't think anyone would have put in if it weren't for the fact that it's neil patrick harris and his like doctor really so it's, it's, it's part musical mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it, there's one or two so- times it breaks into songs. There's, a, bit, there's the, a big song at the end, yeah. Yeah, there's a like a whole song that's interesting. It's a not, series with just like dotted performances of like musical, song yeah. And dance. It's not, that's, it's that's not weird. A, it's not a musical series like Crazy Ex Girlfriend or anything like mm. that, it, but it will occasionally have moments where it'll break out into a number like that, and it will always be NPH led, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, do you like? Did you like the series, Rich? I have problems with it, but overall, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was a good, a good way to spend my eight hours. Did you feel like your life was richer having having watched it? A little bit, yeah. I could always, I could always do with more Patrick Warburton in my life. <laughs> we we could all use more Patrick Warburton in our lives. Um, did you? Here's a question for you. Did you binge it? Or did you take it an episode at a time? I watched the first episode, struggled with that, and then, and then after that, I started binging. I think it only took me two more sittings after that. After that first episode, mm, cool. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna get back onto this when we talk about games later. But I've, I've realised I have a very bingey personality with some things, but. I've managed Did to you realise that when you bought 60 games for 30 quid or, so, or whatever it was? <laughs> no, I realised that when I played 50 hours of Stardew Valley. <laughs> we'll get onto that later. Um, but uh, what I found with some TV series, and this one in particular, is that the sort of the, the dour nature of it um, means it, it comes with natural pacing. Like you want to do things in an episode or two episodes at a time because of the, uh, because they are sort of big two-parters each mm. time based on the books and i i haven't felt a compulsion to smash through it like i did with for uh, for example like stranger things i really wanted to just get through although i yeah. deliberately paced myself because i knew this is a really good thing and i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> take yeah. it all in one go and then yeah. be sad when stranger things coming back is it sort of like October, October time? October. Yeah. There was the trailer came out. Uh, we're going to need to be all on top of that shit. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. The day it comes out, I'll finish it. <laughs> <laughs> we, should do a, we should do like a live cast. We'll, do, like, we'll watch the first episode and do audio commentary whilst watching it. <laughs> Actually, um, one, of, one of our listeners, Adam, 
who is in Poland, um, he said that we should do a live stream. Mm. And he get, he he told me the service that we can use to do it, but I can't remember what it is. Off it's the top, like top Twitch of my head. or something. Facebook. I, I think it might be Twitch. Yeah, I think that was it. You can also do Facebook Live, but a live stream of what? Of the of the of us recording. Of us. Yeah, of us recording with it. video because like I'm well, in my tidy whities right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, at least you're wearing something. <laughs> we want everyone's bedside pictures to be sticky. You know. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Yeah, we could look at that. Maybe a segment we could live stream. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like an hour is like because we normally like go to the pub midway through. <laughs> <laughs> but what we could do is, yeah, I I don't know. I reckon we could do it all in one go. We just have the beers ready. I guess yeah. It would just or we, or we could do like shots, make it more interesting. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, on our one hundredth episode, we need to do Centurion live, and also this is our tenth episode. Hey, we can do the episode. We can do the tenturian. Tenturian, <laughs> just ten shots. <laughs> ten shots of what? Of beer, <laughs> with the last one of whiskey or something. I don't know. Or we could just drink the beer we have, which is more than ten shots of beer. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no whiskey. There's no whiskey anyway. <sighs> I want whiskey. Moving, it's a celebration. I told Claude to pick up some whiskey. <laughs> Damn it, Claude. Mm-hmm. Moving briefly back to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> briefly back to the topic. Um, did you get a bit of a Wes Anderson vibe watching the show? Do you know what? Now you mention it a little bit, yeah. It's very very cartoon-like in places. Yeah, there's lots of sort of... You get this a lot in the first episode, and which is why it's a shame you didn't actually watch at least the first half of it there's like a lot of uh like the art direction the way they play with contrasts and color and things being neatly in place at that early point and also just the way they dress the kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that feels very much like a like a wes anderson like uh you've seen grand budapest hotel no it's a fantastic film you have to watch it. grand budapest hotel oh yes. it's so good cool it's it's like it's 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 such is, a good is film. it is yeah. it it's, ten is it a ten? It's uh, it's it's. I've got it at least at four and a half stars on movie lens, if not five. Cool. I really like that film. Um, it's also just really good. But uh, he's also did like the Royal Tenenbaums. See, I think I've only seen the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, I think I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums. He he did a bunch with Bill Murray. Uh, Ghostbusters. Not Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh. Not Groundhog Day either. Aww. Groundhog Busters. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Ned Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a Groundhog Day podcast where each segment. Where we just we, we just... do three segments on Groundhog Day, but we start over <laughs> each time. <laughs> but only one of us realizes that we're doing. <laughs> we should, like we should probably be saying uh, most of this not on the microphone. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's, we're never going to get round to it. That's an awful idea like a podcast where we just talk about the same film for three segments in a row every episode true story about until one of us gets laid (laughs) (laughs) at which point the podcast finishes imagine they go up to the end of time (laughs) 
like I like the idea of our listenership being like, oh god, I can't stand this anymore. Let's like find them someone <laughs> rather than just like not tuning in. <laughs> someone writes in and just goes, I'll do it. <laughs> I volunteer his tribute. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, it's gonna be Bassford, isn't it? It's gonna be Bassford. Um, <laughs> it's, I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with it. I had a point. Uh, oh, a story about Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the film Groundhog Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first five or six times I tried to watch that movie. I only got about half an hour through before I had to be called away <laughs> to do something else. I'm not even shitting you. That's that's br- that's I'm, actually brilliant. I like I've seen the first half hour of Groundhog Day so many times. I only recently actually watched the full <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching it's like wow, this gets really dark at points. I had no idea because oh, yeah, I yeah. just seen the same. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, shall we call it and move on? to a second pint because I'm thirsty yeah second pint second pint second pint alright so um, we're going to talk about Ed Sheeran what do you guys think he's ginger (laughs) Yeah, he is ginger. I don't get it. How does <laughs> how does someone so ginger and so bleh looking become so huge? You with mean great... like Rupert Grint? <laughs> he is, he's, with... like, he's like double chin Rupert Grint. Double chin. <laughs> Actually, like there's that whole thing between him and Rupert Grint, like how they're supposed to be like separated at birth. Have you seen that? I know Rupert Grint was in one of his music videos. Yeah, I, I think, think that's right. I think that's right. Also, there's a video surfaced recently of... I say surface, like uploaded <laughs> of Rupert Grint. <laughs> Footage like, uh, recently appeared <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> of Rupert Grint just kind of like, um, kind of bursting into tears and like admitting that Head Sharon's a character that he made up. <laughs> it's actually, it's really That would be the most successful thing Rupert Grint has ever managed outside of Harry Potter. Outside of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that. Wait, Rupert Grint drives an ice cream truck. Does he? Yeah, yeah, like from from all the. Harry <laughs> I think you've broken, Chris. We've lost Chris. <laughs> yeah, like with all this Harry Potter money, he bought himself an ice cream truck because he thought, why the fuck not? And the, and yeah. what, and that's his car. He, that's his yeah, vehicle. he dri- he drives an ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, some people buy Lamborghinis. Some people invest <laughs> in the stock market. <laughs> Rupert Grint. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely. So, guys, have, have you listened to Ed Sheeran's newest album? Yes, I've listened to it. All of it? Yes. Every one, last once, second? Once through. All, all of it once through. How about you, Chris? No. Why not? <laughs> don't like it, <laughs> Have you listened to it, Rich? I've, not the album itself, but I've listened to enough of the top 40 to have heard most of it. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Here's, this is a more here's interesting the, here's, point. Let's talk about this. Yeah, here's the thing, right? So, Ed Sheeran's uh, third album, um, Divide. Divide. Um, I, I don't know how he did it, but I think he released all the songs as singles or something, like all at once. Yes. He released like two or three singles to start with, mm. like a few months ago, and then he just dropped all of the songs individually. And they all entered the charts and they all went up there. So he had nine of the top 10 slots. Yeah, he got 16 of the top 20. Yeah, it was something um, ridiculous like that. Which begs the question, if you're releasing an album, 
should you really be allowed to release all the songs individually to be eligible for charting? I don't in know. Way in the modern era, I mean, it's it's caused some like controversy, I guess. Because um, I I would think right, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you're if wrong. you okay, no. <laughs> if you if someone buys every song off Ed Sheeran's album individually, then that should classify as them buying the album and not a single. I guess so. Mm. Um, That's fair. Yeah. At at which point that comes off the singles chart and goes onto the album chart. And in this new age of internet streaming and people buying it off uh, shitty providers like iTunes. <laughs> well, here's Wait, the thing. hang on, no, I think we, we host on iTunes. I th- I we think love actually, iTunes. I, I'm pretty sure that the charts now are pretty much based on streaming. Yeah. So it's streams only. So, it yeah, it's not really about who's downloaded the songs individually or the album. It's just the songs that are being played and streamed. I guess that's the, the problem. plays it's yeah. getting not... Because, I mean, everyone... Well, not everyone, but a lot of people use Spotify now. It's kind of the de facto. It's kind of like the Netflix of music, you know. Yeah, and it's you, kind you of pay like, your it's subscription. a subscription service. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's... Although I, I'm fortunate enough to have a free Spotify account. Um... Yeah. Oh! You lucky bastard! How did well, you do that? I signed. The most powerful I signed... hacker of all time. <laughs> 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 No, Actually, I, you wrote Spotify, didn't you? You wrote the program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I signed up back in 2008 when it was first starting out. Mm-hmm. And so I got the free account then and they haven't grandfathered people onto the uh, onto the higher, uh, onto having to pay for it on the laptop. So mm, okay, I, I can cool. listen to Spotify through my computer and I can do it like on the PlayStation if my computer's on. I can only play from one device and I can't play from a mobile device or have offline listening and it's lower quality and it's full of ads. Mm, okay. So that's kind of the setup. Yeah, yeah, sure, um, sure. Yeah, the, the problem is that the music industry model for working out what's popular and rating things is fundamentally broken at the minute because of streaming, because of downloads. Um, it used to be really easy, right? Because people would buy the album based on on sales from stores, right? Yeah. yeah, and you could also gauge interest. I, I mean, radio would use what was selling well to decide what to put on, but you could also gauge interest by what was requested on radio. Mm. Um, now it's much more spread out, and people stream and listen to stuff, and no one really pays for music anymore. Which I'm sure you have firsthand experience <laughs> of being shit with. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's actually really hard to. It, the, does Ed Sheeran deserve the top nine spots uh, at nine spots of the top ten singles chart, or has he just got like the top selling album and the way that they measure that's really stupid? To be fair, the the top three are abs- absolutely banging. What are the new songs that are, are the bangers? Well, currently n- number three is uh, Castle on the Hill, mm-hmm. which I I love. Second is Galway Girl. It's a song. It's, a it's kind of that. There's the folky one, right? Yeah, it's the, I had the, some the Irish thing in one. Yeah. This one. Yeah. I can't remember what the controversy <laughs> was. I, I think I know it. It's a. I think. The, I think the record label at the time heard the song and didn't want Ed Sheeran to release it because they thought they they figured it wouldn't sell. Mm-hmm. But you know, Ed Sheeran released it anyway, and it's number two. Skyrocketed. He did the whole sort of yeah. I'm in this new film called John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know whereabouts Shape of You is sitting at the moment. That's but that's, that's the, one. There's that number one. Is yeah. that still number one? Yeah, it's been in there for like probably about ten weeks or so now. Mm. Eleven weeks. Is is there a banger to compare with Thinking Out Loud, which is the one that I know? 
Well, yeah, Shape of You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's been remixed with Stormzy as well. Yeah. That's that's great. I'm feeling very old right now. Do you not know who Stormzy is? I know of Stormzy. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's pretty sick. <laughs> is he on Boy Better Know? Do you know that? Is he quite famous? Would he come on the podcast? Um, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Stormzy, like, apparently he got put on the front cover of Enemy, um, and he got an interview put in there where he talks about his depression, but they didn't get his permission. So, like, now he's really, really annoyed about it. Wait, so he went and had an interview on the record? I think it might have been an old interview or, like, an interview somewhere else, which Enemy took. <laughs> okay. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. You know so... Another interesting story about Storms, he was in the newspaper a while ago, is uh, the, uh, the police, like, knocked his door down, like, battering rammed his door down because they thought he was... He thought he was a burglar in his own house. <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous. It's oh, like, yeah, he, Do you know who I am, fam? Do no. you know who I am? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I literally don't know enough about Stormzy to know whether this is institutionalised racism or not. Probably. Okay, good. <laughs> oh. I'm glad it like, <laughs> sort of makes some assumptions based on the name and what he's involved with. Yeah. But I didn't actually know. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, Stormzy is a grime artist. Mm. Grime, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's still there. <laughs> it hasn't been cleaned away yet. Oh. Uh, so many yeah. puns, so many puns. Richest shit website. Oh. <laughs> shit websites. Wait. No. What? <laughs> I, you see this glove that I'm not holding, but they don't know that on the other side of the microphone. I imagine it. I am throwing down the glove, the gauntlet. Oh. I have a challenger. Ooh. A challenger to Richard shit website. No way. Wait, this hold way. on. Hold on a minute. So you both have a shit website. Well, I have an interesting website. There's going to be a jingle. It's great. Chris's interesting websites. No, yeah, I, I have an interesting website, um, which I would pose as a challenger. Now, Ben, I guess you're kind of... The, well, I have to be the, the, the judge, judge on this. And you also have to declare the rules as to who presents first and the like. All right. We'll go with Rich first. Okay. okay, I've got. I've kind of gone back to my roots. I think. I think the last few weeks, my my shit websites have actually been good. So this week, I found a genuinely shit website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get up the name of it before I show you what it is. Sure. All right, uh, just a quick question: Am I, Chris? Am I rating your site out of five shits as well? You can rate it out of five um, chin scratches. Okay. Uh, but they, yeah, they, they will be comparable. All right, cool. scoring. I'm not sure which way route is it. One is bad. One is good. Five is bad. Uh, yeah, is it? yeah. One for me. One is good. Five is bad. For you, it might, it might have to be the other I way think around. Okay. So my, I, like I don't know what shit anymore. <laughs> there go. So my website is called a single picture of George Clooney in front of the Taj Mahal and GoogleAds.com. <laughs> Before I show you, do you want to guess what it's about? I, I, is it about a single picture of George Clooney in front of the Taj Mahal with Google ads? That is absolutely correct. <laughs> I think you have ad block on, though. <laughs> so there's no, Google ads. <laughs> there's no ads. 
single picture. <laughs> I'm going to turn off ad blocker. That uh, is absolutely disabled on this page. <laughs> that is, oh mate, that's uh, disabled and refresh. refresh. <laughs> it's right. still, it's wait, still loading. It's loading. And oh, there's there the Google Ads. There we go. Skepter is playing the wireless festival. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is, uh, I mean, it fits the brief. It is a shoot. <laughs> I actually, on a side note, I saw um, a, an old film um, with George Clooney in it the, like a week ago or so called Three Kings. It's about, it's like a military film where some soldiers go on a gold hunt in, uh, I think it's in Iraq. Quite, I think it's quite funny. I think I remember the trailer. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all right from. When was it out? How old is it? I don't know. Like um, ninety eight. Oh wow, that maybe. Okay, yeah. that's we're talking I'm Batman of. and Robin years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, no, I no, I don't care what anyone says. I like George Clooney. I think he's wicked. He's <laughs> right. just, like I. I would like to propose. Oh my, uh... wait, the new James Bond. Do you reckon he could pull it off? Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, look at him. Look he's, at that picture. He's a bit American. He's a bit American, maybe a bit old. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was our criteria, right? He had to be a British accent. Oh, yeah. yeah shit. Bond is oh. British. Sorry. Come on, mate. Oh, sorry. Uh... I don't care much who apologise. You need to okay. get your shit together. Uh... Speaking of shit, or in fact, interesting, <laughs> I have a website to present. This website is called whenwillibesober.com. A free tool to work out when you will be sober again. Oh, wow. Goodness. <laughs> okay. So let's do this. Uh, when do we start drinking? Like it's about 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> How much beer? Do you mean 9 p.m. or? Yes. 2100 hours. 2100 p.m. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sense. <laughs> that's, that's uh, let's, let's say I get absolutely hammered today. Uh, ten, ten bottles. Ten bottles. Uh, let's, do, let's do fire spirits as well because, you know... Banter, and we are male. Are we? I think we are for the purposes of this. Fine, let's calculate. So this is an accurate assessment of how much we're going to drink tonight. 24 <laughs> units. You won't be completely sober until 9pm tomorrow. <laughs> oh, so wait, is that is that a unit per hour for recovery? I think it, that's the basic estimate, yes. So a more accurate assessment of how much we're going to drink, which is free you. Free drinks. Free drinks. Uh, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. We'll, we'll sober up as we sleep. Yeah, okay. Presumably. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's a, it's a nice little tool. Yeah. That is my presentation. I don't know. Again, I guess, again uh, it's the unit per hour thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I, I guess the, the clever bit is that it. What about it. if we change ourselves to female? Does that change it? Uh, I believe question. so, yeah. Because I think males generally take, able to take more uh, alcohol. That no, it's the same. Three. Uh, let's do more spirits then. Hmm. Nope. That's 4 a.m. and. Oh, I think it changes the, um, the risk um, assessment. Oh, okay. Okay. So for men, the limit is 50 units per week. The limit for women is 35 units per week because sexism. Yeah. <laughs> because men are better. <laughs> because patriarchy. <laughs> Welcome to Shark Jumping, sexist car. So, Ben, I suppose rather than give shits, so you can probably just crown a winner. And what's at stake here? Uh, so if I win, I get the segment, right? Winner slaps the loser. Oh! <laughs> on, on pod. <laughs> well, a big oh, oh wait, no, that's pressure on me now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I actually, I already chose. I think Rich is the winner. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait. Rich, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it. I'm gonna give it three point five shits. Ooh. Okay. So wait, is that wait one is good? One is good. One is good. One is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought. Like it's it's pretty pointless, but it's it's entertaining. No, oh, yeah. and I like George Clooney. So yeah. <laughs> you telling me this? I th- I feel like this is this is this is a nice idea, but I don't feel like it's gonna be accurate. You know? Yeah, I kind of agree. I I like the idea of it, but maybe I didn't play about with it too much before bringing it. Well, it is only in beta. <laughs> that is true. Maybe it'll get better. But, so... but for now, George, a single picture of George Clooney in front of the Taj Mahal oh. in Google Ads is the winner. Woo! Do I have to rate yours out of chin scratches? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like five is most interesting, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right, I'm gonna give it two. Sorry. Two chin scratch. Yeah, yeah, I think that works. Yeah. As yeah. under you, if you reverse the scale. Yeah. Sort of. It works. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. We've, we've put ourselves into a real mathematical hole with this. So, wait, there isn't any forfeit, though, right? Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll... You get to keep the segment. <laughs> yes, undisputed champion. You get to hold forever. the belt. <laughs> <laughs> the shit website belt. The WrestleMania belt. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, brother. <laughs> Who is champ? That question will be answered. <laughs> <laughs> that was my failed attempt to challenge Richard's shit website supremacy. Uh, I'm quite glad I failed. I like your segment and it will be too much work for me to do. Uh, I think we have like two minutes if anyone wants to say anything. Wait, hold on. I just sharing. I just had something <laughs> something come to me. Um, this week, this week, there's this, this video that's been going around. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, it's God. popped up on my Facebook feed. It's called High Stranger, and it's about, it's like just this claymation, this naked claymation man, I think it's a man, just like lying down on his stomach, kind of like looking over his shoulder and smiling at you, and saying saying really, really weird things, um, just like how he wants to be close to you and like how he feels so vulnerable around you. It's the creepiest it's, it's, shit. Well, what? no, the thing is, the thing is, I can't figure out if it's creepy or really kind of like touching and intimate because like some of the things he's saying could be quite heartfelt it's creepy on the surface but it just yeah it's just oh it's so fucking weird and then he like starts drawing you and it's oh it's just weird i will put a link in the description i don't think i want to see that no no it's brilliant it's like a bit rich i've seen maybe i i I watched maybe a minute of this when it came up on my newsfeed and and that's all you lasted yeah (laughs) yeah it was like i don't need to watch any more of this you had finished you had climaxed (laughs) i I had reached my climax in terms of watching that video (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know what you did there well done sir (laughs) it's it's just it's just taken off and like it got uploaded i think a week or so ago and it's did you make it no, I didn't make it. I don't know who made it. Like it's um some some Whoever made animation it, can we get them artist. not on the podcast actually. Get them can, well can we get them executed? <laughs> yes, locked up. Okay, um, so yeah. I felt like we had a really good discussion there about Ed Sheeran and the new album. <laughs> Absolutely, it's spot on. I'd say my my opinion of Ed Sheeran is mostly formed by it having been forced to sit through the most recent Bridget Jones movie on my mom's birthday, and that he plays a starring guest role in that. Or cameo, yeah. um, which I think says everything about his his major appeal, which is to, uh, uh, is which it... is it seems to have shifted from like kids and stuff to more to women of a certain age. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought he was kind of targeting women. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I, one interesting thing I do have. You remember? So Ben, you're still currently are, but at one point we were 
all members of the Roundhouse. Like, yes. uh, it's, it's not the Emerging Artists Program, but the... Uh, yeah, yeah, you, that's you, it. Was, was that what we... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, this enabled us to... You, we paid a subscription and we had access to really cheap rehearsal space. Yes, that's um, right. And they provide a really good service for like young up-and-coming bands and they're doing great work with your band. So good stuff. And they're definitely not paying us loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> no one is. But uh, one of the perks, I remember we got offered tickets to the iTunes Festival when they were yeah, hosting that's right. that. And they were sort of like first come, first serve. And you were sort of almost guaranteed and i remember ed sheeran was on that year and ultimately i chose to go to elbow and rich and i went and saw elbow. <laughs> um, i remember putting ed sheeran down as second choice and kind of the idea that i had in my head which i wouldn't have executed at the time probably still wouldn't now <laughs> was the idea. get two ed sheeran tickets on the night of go to a bar <laughs> find like the most attractive person in the bar strike up a conversation when they like start being like you're being really weird like why are you even coming up and talking to me you're the complete utter stranger weirdo <laughs> which is i'm sure how like all women react to me <laughs> be like I just wanted to talk. By the way, like, do you like Ed Sheeran? Because <laughs> I, uh, I got this uh, spare ticket <laughs> <laughs> to this gig tonight, just down the road. There. Just down the road. <laughs> and afterwards, we can go back and make curry at mine, which is just around the corner. <laughs> we don't live in Camden Town, sadly. Yeah, possibly. So. Well, compared to where we do live, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. So that, that's that's my not really an anecdote of anything that really actually happened. <laughs> see my opinion of Ed Sheeran is formed when he got attacked by a sword by a royal oh yeah <laughs> him and James Blunt and Princess what's her what name with the hat Beatrice or Eugenie one of, the one of those pseudo royals the pseudo royals mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon they'd come on the show probably <laughs> it's not like they do anything else we need guests Guys, email in if you want to be a guest. Come, come on the show. First come, first serve. If you've got something interesting to add to this show, which is probably anything other than what we talk about. <laughs> Guys, let's let's move, move on. on. <laughs> Third pint. Third pint and Rich is really freaked out because Ben made us watch the High Stranger video. Oh, man. <laughs> he's he's really struggling. We had to watch like a Deadpool musical thing. We'll link that in the description as well as the antithesis. But Rich is really struggling here. Wow. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Um, I was going to tell you guys a bit about Stardew Valley. Binge gaming. And opposite of binge gaming, we'll get onto that. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley and also The Witness, both of which I got in a Humble Bundle. Mm. Um, and it's rekindled my love for PC gaming. Yay! So, um, how much do you guys know about Stardew Valley? I have seen some gameplay videos, so I get the general gist of it. Mm -hmm. I haven't actually played it, I haven't got the game myself. Enough to guess what it's about. It's, it's effectively uh, Animal Bill. Crossing. Yeah, it's <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I was just, I just wanted to ask you because I watched some gameplay videos, right? Yes. What makes it different to Farmville apart from the RPG elements? Um, like you're you're basically a farmer. Yeah, you are a farmer. It is a farming simulator, and it's a farming simulator in the tradition of games like Animal Crossing and 
uh, more specifically to the developer behind uh, Harvest Moon series. Yes. If you've come across those, I mm-hmm. haven't actually played any myself. Um, but so it comes. So, so some... you've logged fifty hours on this game already, and I'm just curious as to like how. I, I'm like, well, okay. I know how because you <laughs> sat there and played it, but like. Like what, what compelled what, me to? Yeah, what merit? All right, well, let, let me merits. let me let me get onto it with the setup. Um, so, just it, circling back one minute, this is all made by one guy. I should stress, um, who basically loved Harvest Moon and wanted to make his own Harvest Moon game. Um, mm. Spent four years coding it up and released it and became a smash hit. I mean, it was nominated at the Baggers that we talked about mm, yeah. <laughs> last. Yeah, <laughs> which I think the the award show is like a. Next week. Ooh, nice. So we'll be able to see the fruits of that, see whether our predictions... The actually, fruits. <laughs> the fruits of our uh, pod labour. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, so you, the set of a Stardew Valley, your granddad dies when you're a kid and he leaves you an envelope and tells you not to open it until um, like life's really getting you down and you really need to like uh, basically you hit a quarter life crisis um, Rich needs that after that video <laughs> yeah you could really use this letter right now so yeah, anyway yeah. smash cuts are like your um, loathsome late 20s where you're working for like some soulless corporation and you're like I can't take this shit anymore you open the envelope and it's the deed to the farm in Stardew Valley so you move over there and you're greeted by the mayor and like some of the local townspeople and they get you set up and you can just start farming and there's so many different things you can do within it like so you can start raising crops you can go around foraging for things uh, you can go do fishing and there's a really lovely mini game for the fishing which is like you can just while away hours and just sort of enjoy <laughs> that kind of process Cool. Um, you can mine. You can actually go battle monsters in caves as well. It's got yeah. quite a bit of that. Mine, so, okay, so it's Minecraft-y got the dungeon, kind of the dungeon yeah. thing to it as well. Yeah, and okay. and you've got lots of interactions with the townspeople as well. They all have their backstories, and you can become better friends with them by like giving them gifts and things like that. Yeah, this is this is what I heard is, is that actually there's quite a rich history to the town itself. Yes, and there's lots of stuff happening, and it's. Uh, so probably the reason why I played loads of it is because the setup is very addictive. Like a lot of it's sort of scheduling your day. Like oh, I want to get all these things done. I want to go upgrade my tools, then do a bit of mining. Then I said I'd do this for that villager. Like I'd go get them a fish. So I need to go actually fish for it, and then I'm going to go to the bar in the evening and play a bit of the video game. So so there's like sort a of a video game within a video game. Oh yeah, yeah, Journey of the Prairie King. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like quests you do for villagers. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. So there's lots of different quests and things. Like that. And. A thing to remember: This is actually a sci-fi, isn't it? Um, no, it, no, it has. Yeah, no, it's not. A no, sci-fi it's not a sci-fi. No, so when sci-fi. you said Solar's Corporation, it, uh, they're modeled. Is, is, they're is, modeled okay, on like some. So it's kind of like between... Escape to the Country type thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the Solar's okay. Corporation is modeled on like some cross between Coca-Cola and Walmart. Okay, okay, so it is set in the present day. That's right, okay. and there's lots, but there are lots of sort of magical elements and fantastical bits and pieces yeah that's where i was getting a bit confused because um, i yeah yeah so you will like battle some monsters in the caves and there will be like magic fairies that you have to sort of help out with different things as well and mm. that will get you perks and i i guess the the interesting thing is the, the gameplay is very addictive because everything you do you can get like rewarded quite easily and there's lots of sort of like um you'll do you'll do a little something and you'll get a big reward for it and mm. it just feels really good to play and it feels really good to sort of schedule stuff and the way can you automate it? No. Okay. Well, you you can upgrade certain things. You can automate. So, 
like watering your crops every morning becomes a real bitch after mm -hmm. a while because you have so many if you're trying to like make a lot of money yeah. so you can do things like upgrade your watering cans you can water faster or you can craft automated sprinklers and things when you have the materials too later in the game okay so you can then automate bits and pieces like that but mostly you're doing everything yourself yeah um you can raise farm animals and you can cook things so there's like a broad variety of gameplay uh, all of it's very entertaining, it's very well put together, and part of the addictiveness comes from the way it's sort of set up, so you're doing like a day at a time, you wake up at 6am, and you have to go to bed before 2 else you'll pass, pass out. Okay. Um, but everything you do in that day gets saved at the end of the day, mm -hmm. so if you quit during the middle of the day, you lose all your progress. So the day will finish, and you'll get to the end of the day, and you think, well I've got all these things to do tomorrow, oh I'll just do one more day. Mm. So you keep playing. You know, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll just do one more day, and then before you know it, it's like, oh shit, I got work. Okay. So, so the scheduling, <laughs> the scheduling thing actually ropes you into more gameplay. That's correct, because you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna get that fish for this person. Mm. And I just want to get a few more levels down in the mine. Um, yeah. I want to explore this bit of town. There's the, but then the other element, you've got some nice, really nice social beats for the characters. So. There's, there's one bit where you're sort of going through town and you are late at night and you bump into um, like the homeless guy who lives outside the city and like a uh, city village mm -hmm. lives outside the village in a tent and he's sort of going around picking through people's bins and like he the mayor comes out and hears someone wrestling in his bins and he has to hide and the mayor sees you and is like can you like sort out the raccoons or whatever's messing out my bin mm -hmm. and you go around and then you talk to the homeless guy and he's sort of like uh, I'm really sorry I don't think there's a problem with this but I'm sorry if you think I'm like a horrible human being like it's <laughs> <laughs> and so he's sort of like defending himself to you and you <laughs> choices to how to interact with him but then you wander on and he goes on to like the next bin of the saloon and he gets caught by the bar owner Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh god, I'm really sorry. And the bar owner's like, come in, have a plate of food. As long as I'm in this town, you're never going to go hungry at night. And it just has like, these really nice little mm. character beats like that. Yeah, okay. Um, and you can become better friends with people. You can eventually marry some of the characters and raise a family. I haven't got to that point. Can you marry a pig? Can't marry a pig. Can you marry the homeless man? Can't marry the homeless man. <sighs> there are 12 single characters, um, I think six guys and six girls, and you can marry any of them regardless of your own gender. There was a point where the game was like really heavily trying to get me to marry a guy called Shane, who was like the, uh, an alcoholic with like serious mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, I kept being better friends with him, and the reason I was doing that because it's really easy to get him gifts you like because you just get him beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just enabling this guy. But then, like, as you become better friends, you open, like, the story beats. And, like, and, like there was one point where he's, like, uh, passed out in his room at home. Talk and, like, his mum comes in and he's like, oh, I wish I was, like, dead. And then, like, his younger sister overhears that and, like, goes runs away crying. It's really, like, emotionally affecting. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I have to say, like, it's not terribly involved, a lot of it, but it's just really nice. It's a really nice game. It's a really nice way to spend some time playing and unfortunately I, th I think the fact that it's like really binge encouraging is a drawback in a sense because i think it's it would be a much nicer game if it was something you could put down and come back to as it is mm. i've got fatigue with it now and like i need so to if it was more like so yeah pick up and go like farmville or something like that. if it was more like mobile geared uh maybe i don't know mobile geared but more just like do you mean Less it's kind of, of like it's so pleasant to play that you don't want it ruined by any kind of addictive pull? 
Yeah, I, I guess the, a good compare. Well, not quite a good comparison, but like something like you guys seen Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. So that's a show that like you don't want to binge. <laughs> Because, yeah, because right. it'll just fly over your head. You'll be enjoying it, but so much will fly over your head because you need the energy to catch all the jokes mm. and to pick up all the bits. But you put it on Netflix, and suddenly it just becomes like a an easy binge fest, and then you binge your way through it, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I really regret doing this now. I don't want to watch through it. Am I going to need to wait a couple of years until <laughs> <laughs> I like? <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's study is not quite like that because you're not doing anything new and groundbreaking every day. Mm. Um, I think the point where it started becoming a bit more sort of uh, for me was when I spent a couple of in-game days sorting out my life in terms of like I was building chests to hold all my infantry mm. as I needed them and then one day I was just like I'm going to build a whole bunch of chests and have them classified and then sort everything into them okay. at that point once I did that everything became far too schedule and like I was yeah, managing yeah. a life that was better than my own life <laughs> which by, I think that was sort of the, the beginning the wake up call yeah the wake up call and where I needed to slow down um, Rich have you played this? No, but I'm going to. It is really. I, good. I might. I might give it a go. Actually. So it's on PC. You can also get it on Xbox and PS4. I don't know if it's that's out yet, but I think it's I coming th soon. I think there is a PS4 build for it, according mm -hmm. to the the Wikipedia for the game. Um, it is very good. It is a good way to spend time. I would be wary of playing loads of it in one go. I would say set aside a couple hours at a time to play it and mm. limit yourself to that. All right. And enjoy it over a long span of time because it is a lot of fun. Mm. Cool. It's such a nice way to spend time. Um, segues quite nicely the binging aspect into the witness because there is a game that you feel no compulsion to binge whatsoever mm. because you actually need the mental time to recover to play it. <laughs> Puzzles are quite difficult in it, right? Yeah. So, have you guys heard at all of the witness? The name rings a bell, but I can't. Can't seem to put my finger on what it is. So this is the new game by Jonathan Blow. So I guess our theme here is games made by individuals. In indie games made by one person. Yeah. So Jonathan Blow kind of hit the scene. I think with a game called Braid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I had that. You had that Braid. Was, that was quite dark, wasn't it? I would not played it, but it was a similar kind of puzzle thing, right? Um. Yeah. It was a side scroller, but you could um stop and reverse time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that made like huge waves, and everyone's like jumping yeah, by, like this revolutionary great. gamers. So, um, he spent loads of money making Braid, and then mm -hmm. earned a huge amount off the back of it. Mm -hmm. He then reinvested all of that money over the past like ten years mm -hmm. into creating The Witness, which mm -hmm. is a first-person kind of small open-world-based puzzle game in which you've got this really lovely scenery and this um, very particular colourful art style. Mm -hmm. And you're just walking around and solving puzzles. And the way you interact with the world, you're uh, literally, the puzzles will all be the form of a grid, and there will be a path you have to trace out across the grid. Are all the puzzles grid puzzles? They're all path puzzles path where you puzzle. start okay. at one point and have to get somewhere else. Okay, that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. And each puzzle will. All the different puzzles will start developing a whole different set of rules and you have to sort of like learn them as you go along and so certain mm. areas will be inaccessible to you because you don't understand the rule and you need to like go somewhere else to kind of figure it out and even then like you might get the wrong end of the stick about the rule mm. one of the things i really liked about it is like i've for certain things i thought like three or four different things were the rule and then i'll be confronted with a new puzzle which would tell me no that wasn't the rule i need to go think back 
mm. what actually yeah. is. And it's really interesting how the puzzles are developed in such a way that you can have those kind of misconceptions about yeah. the way things work. Yeah. Um, mm. It is very, very cleverly put together. I think there's a total of 600 puzzles or some, something yeah. like wow. that. Wow. And you kind of. I think it was the same with Braid. Actually, there was like. To complete the levels, you you really had to think about it and like, yeah. So the, the guy's obviously a puzzle master, yeah, a puzzle setter. And the, um... the way it's put together is really nice because none of the puzzles are too difficult to solve in the sense that if you spend long enough think about it, you'll probably get it. It's a game where it's like everyone really encourages like don't look at walkthroughs, don't look mm. at hints because you get so much more satisfaction from doing it and you will be able to do it mm. if you just spend a bit of time thinking about it. And it's one of those ones where if you go away and think about it, then you'll probably like have the inspiration when you come back. Yeah. If, uh, you, if you just let your subconscious kind of work away. Yeah. At it. It's when I've played it, I've been doing an hour, two hour stints, if that, and like yeah. I'll, I'll reach a natural stopping point and I'll stop in front of a puzzle and I can't do this. Yeah. And, and I'll go away and I'll come back and invariably when I come back I can solve the puzzle. Yeah. And so it's really well to put together like that. And the press have like raved about it a lot because the sort of hints of oh there's this huge big overarching mystery and stuff and there are like audio logs you can pick up everywhere mm-hmm. uh, I say everywhere I found maybe four and they're they're generally quotes from things like scripture or from like uh, famous quotes from astronauts and stuff like that all hinting toward a theme there's this big mystery on the island right there's lots of you'll encounter there are statues of people like Pompeii style frozen in place. Oh. and um, all sorts of weird things that have just been left there, like broken ruins, broken ships, yeah. uh, and there's some kind of apparatus which is leading to the big mountain at the centre, mm. and it's clear that once you solve puzzles, you're going to have more and more information revealed to yeah, you cool. subtly through the game. And you um, said you're about, like, what, 30% of the way through, roughly? I don't know. So I think I've solved over 200 puzzles. I've spent about eight hours on it. From what I've read, most people, you need about 70 hours to complete the game. So Wow. Mm, not um, even close. Well, I, I've done over a third of the puzzles. Yeah, but they, I presume, guess presumably they get harder. From yeah. time-wise, yeah, you're going to yeah. need much more Either time. that or I'm doing like really well, but I don't feel like I'm doing really well. Mm. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh! Um, yeah, no, it's it's a really nice game. It, it's very clever. There's uh, it has pretensions of uh, um, literary in, uh, intolerable bullshit. <laughs> as I uh, baited one of my friends uh, <laughs> as a quote recently, like uh, there's lots of comparisons to things like Pynchon and David Foster Wallace and the ideas and the mystery behind it. It's like no, it's just a collection of good puzzles with like a kind of mystery. But I think it's also one of these things that you get in as much as you want to get. Yeah. You get out as much as you want to. Like, if you want to read into the audio logs and the stuff like that behind it and what their yeah. profound message is, then maybe you'll get that. But nah. I just like the puzzles. Yeah. So I was it's a say. good puzzle game. And the art's really good as well. Yeah, what's the art like? I'm trying to imagine it now. Um, I, I'll demonstrate after. But you, it's it's a very sort of colourful setup. Um, it's, it's like a 3D rendered world. That you're walking yeah. around. Yeah. I, I want. I kind of um, want to say Jack and Daxter, but it's first person. Like that. That level of color. Kind of a little um, bit. Yeah. But more like. Um, do you know Mist? It's a real homage to Mist yeah. in terms um, of. Okay. Did you play that at all? I don't think I played it. I think mm. I we had a copy when I was a kid, but I was too young to play Mist at the time. I, I started Mist a long time ago. I didn't. I didn't 
yeah, get very far in it, but I did really enjoy the world. I was um, I was too young to enjoy this when mm. it came out, I think. Mm. Um, well, I've just rattled on for 20 minutes about two games <laughs> without giving you guys much right of reply. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for that. Um, I, I, I would highly recommend to play both games. They're both deservedly up for many awards, I think, this year. Um, well, do you, do you want you sold me on both of them, actually? Yeah. We'll start with Stardew Valley. I'll probably get around to uh, the witness as well. The nice thing about Stardew Valley is even if you've got a crap PC, or run on there, and like mm. you can get it on consoles as well. Mm. But um, I, I think like the PC builds a later build. Yeah, um, I read that somewhere. Um, the witness runs on my laptop, but like there's a noticeable drop in graphics quality, and it's clearly one of those games that like wants to be really beautiful art as well. Mm. Like simple art, very beautiful, very colourful. Um, I guess like a like you know the new Zelda game. Yeah. Some of the art for that, like it's kind of a bit similar to that. Okay. Maybe. Uh, kind of Wind Waker, not not quite mm. cell shading. Hmm. But it's kind of similar to Wind Waker style in terms of colours mm. and the art. We can but we can load. More... Can we load it up quickly after the? Yeah, we'll do it. After, yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are the games I've been playing. I've been playing this all in the bun, the humble freedom bundle, and I I kind of want to talk some about mobile games. So maybe we'll do that next time. Um, yeah, we can talk about yeah. mobile games. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP is rather fun, and you've yeah. played that. Too. I've finished it. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, uh, shall we wrap it up? Go on then. Yeah, I think it's time to call it a day. Um, well, as always, you can contact the show at sharkjumpingpod at gmail.com. And we're also all on Twitter now, including Rich. Hooray. Woo. What's your Twitter handle? God knows. <laughs> <laughs> Is it at Richard Dearman? Probably. Okay. Richard Dearman, SJ, official. <laughs> 69. 420. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get me at Hart SJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know mine. I think I'm Ben Parker Drum. Ben pa- at Ben Parker Drum. Um, you can catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, or wherever you get podcasts from. We we're saying you should give us people should review us on iTunes if they listen to us through iTunes because apparently that's how you get more listeners. And we definitely want to inflict ourselves on more people so they can share in our resentment of each other. Yeah, we want yeah. to spread the resentment around as spread, much as possible. Spread the resent. <laughs> um, yeah. If it, like this, yeah. There's the SoundCloud on the website sharkjumping.me. We'll get you to both. Chris Basford already knows that. We don't Yeah, need to say actually it again. send any queries into chris.basford at AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not be an actual website. <laughs> it's definitely not a website because it's an email address. You shut up. You shut up. All right. of you shut up. Any final thoughts? No. Tell your neighbour you hate them. Rich? Yes. I hate you. I hate you too. Okay. Just stop making out. <laughs> <laughs>